What it do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today's awesome. Oh my goodness, it's a special Freaking day. Time. We have none other than the Sheen Machine and Quesadilla on here with us today. <laughs> oh, you're going the nickname route. <laughs> yeah, we are. So, uh, no, we have Casey and Sheena West uh, on here with us. We've talked about them quite a bit before. We do. And shout it's out an to honor them. now to actually have them with us in this room. And we're going to be talking about stewardship. Because mm-hmm. they are fantastic at it. Oh, thank so you. So we, uh, we thought it'd be great to bring them on. You guys just want to introduce yourselves real quick? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. My name is Sheena Christine West. Because <laughs> I feel Full like name. my middle name is very important. And um, yeah, that's it. That's so me. what do you do at Hillsong? So I, with Casey, we are the 9 a.m. service pastors. And we've uh, been serving there for quite some time. And it's just kind of brought us in the direction of what we do now. We just help with volunteer teams, making sure everything's set up and running smoothly for service. Great. Yeah. And I'm Casey uh, West, obviously. What's your middle name? Scott. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. Casey West, no Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> and I am originally from Denver, been here for about almost nine years now a while yeah lived here for a while made it home found my beautiful bride and so yeah just love being here been serving at church for a while and just love everything that's got that god's doing in our lives yeah next question i have is how long have you guys served at church Ooh, that's a good question not together but like i have been serving at the church for probably like 16 ish years 16 ish yeah I was in the youth ministry there, and then the youth pastors at the time asked me to start helping, like doing set design and stuff like that. So I was like 17, 16, 17 when I started. So. Wow. wow. And uh, since I moved here, yeah, I never served in church prior to moving here. And so 2010, July uh, is when I started serving at the church. Young adults at first helping out with um, worship team and doing some platform uh and then, yeah, yeah, youth ministry. So let me ask you guys another question. What keeps you going? You kind of asked me this at one of our team nights, but like what, what keeps you guys going? Like 16 to nine years, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Literally only Jesus. Because <laughs> like people suck sometimes. Jesus and coffee. Right? Yeah, Jesus yeah. and coffee. No, you know, it's like, it's hard with anything in work and church. Like people are people. And if you get your joy from that, it will run out quickly or it will be tainted quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes we just tell each other, Let, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And it's Jesus. So yeah. that's the only thing that really actually keeps us going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our society is such a prisoner of the moment mentality where whatever's newest and, and, and brightest in our faces is what we gravitate towards. Right. And when you start serving or, or whether you're in a job or a relationship or anything like that, as soon as the, the fire or that brightness, that newness starts to die down, mm. um, you just have to have that understanding that nothing is going to be that exciting for right. that long. Yeah. And so it's not about the excitement. It's not about the bright lights. Mm. It's just about showing up yeah. and understanding that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and you have to f- go where you're called. At the mm. end of the day, when, when we um, have talked about it several times, we just have never felt called away. 
Um, God doesn't call his people to wander in the right, wilderness. Right, he calls right. them onto something. Yeah. And until you feel called on to that next stage of life, you just you have to you have to be where you're at. Yeah. yeah. I think so Carl Lentz is also a pastor at Hillsong New York City, right? And I heard him in a leadership conference once talk about uh, him and his wife have a five year rule. Right? He says, All right, God, we're gonna be in a place we're gonna give it five years. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then at the end of the five years we're gonna rethink this and we're gonna pray if we're called to stay here or whatever. And with uh, Hillsong, New York, they said we just added zero and call it 50 years. Mm. So the next 50 years, we're going to stay at Hillsong, New York and just uh, pastor there and do what we can. So I think that's I think that's good, though. Like the idea, this is why we're talking about stewardship, right? Of like owning what's in front of you and like mm-hmm. staying where you're called to be planted. And um, just like, I don't know, you know, a lot of people nowadays, especially will church hop, especially if they're newer or whatever, if they're if they've maybe never gone before, they'll just kind of go from church to church to church. And No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Never experienced I, that before, I, right? I hear people all the time, I'm just looking for a church, yeah. just kind I'm of church feeling it out. And I'm like, <laughs> no. oh, okay, do your thing. Yeah. Or a permanent church shopper that literally just wants to go from one church to another and back mm. again. Looking for, for their years. own preference. Yeah. And yeah. just week to week basis. Mm. So... Well, yeah, we're going to be talking, uh, like I said, about stewardship. So I'm going to open it up with some scripture here. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. And it says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And then to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. 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 So, let me just open this up real quick. I look at the word stewardship, right? I'm kind of a big fan of words and... Definitions. Kind of like word geeking out. Yeah. So, like... What, uh, what this said was that when stewardship first appeared in English during the Middle Ages, right, it was like a job description. Mm. It was something you did. It was like when you filled out your resume, it was like, here's what you're supposed to be doing. You're a steward over this. You're a steward <laughs> for this, right? Yeah. Why are you, you got something? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it, for me, it's, it's so interesting that it came around in the Middle Ages. It's such a, I feel like it's such a Christian word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't hear that word. It in, has a Christian connotation. In the world, like steward. Right. So I was just laughing about that. It's a very <laughs> it's a very churchy word. It's not like I don't use it in my business place. It's like, oh, I'm right. studying over my estimate today. It's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> like, we're going to have to no. talk about that. <laughs> so, but I like what it says too about like a manager of a large household, right? Mm. That's kind of like, I think that's where it really becomes like involved with the church. You know, the church is a house and it's a place for people. So but, good. Yeah. So, um, Casey, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit, well, I guess, all four of us talked about it Mm -hmm. a couple nights ago um, that, you know, stewardship, I'm just going to jump down a little bit here. Stewardship means taking responsibility for what's in front of you. Yeah. Right. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Absolutely. Um, I think, like I said before, prisoner of the moment mentality, it's so easy to look ahead, look to your future, look to your goals, your dreams, um, which is all good. Um, We, we want to have, plan for where we're going in life sure. with our careers, with uh, our relationships. We need to be growing towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that so often overlooks what's in front of you. 
And I, I personally, I would say about three years back, just really felt God speaking that over my life in so many capacities when um, some pastors that we were really close with um, had went to go plant a church elsewhere. It was one of those moments where I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what God was going to call me into next. And that was that moment where he said, hey, own what's in front of you. And at the time it was youth ministry, which I had no desire, absolutely no desire to do. My dad was a youth pastor for 26 years and spent my entire life telling myself I'd never do youth yeah. ministry. So um, that was a hard thing to, to, to step into. Um, but when God says, own what's in front of you, you, you got to respond. Mm. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think not only that, it's just like owning what gifts you have in front of you, you know? It's like a lot of people are trying to attain, I don't know whether it's a spiritual gift or whatever, but it's like, it reminds me of when Moses was getting ready to go before Pharaoh and God's like, what's that in your hand? You know, what do you have right now that I Mm. can, that looks like nothing to you, but when you give it back to me, you know, what can that become? You know, it's, it's so, it's funny too, that Moses throws it on the ground, becomes a snake and he runs from it. And it's like, Powerful. Well, I'm just, it, yeah, it is. Something so basic that you, you thought was nothing to any anything about your purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, youth ministry was for me. And, and a lot of times I think the person I've been has been so looked down upon. Just I'm super over the top, <laughs> overly excited, obnoxiously And, and everyone excited. laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and, and I've always thought of that as something that is is a character flaw hmm. and to kind of speak to what really? you're talking about is when people, hmm. when I first was told in the church, Hey, you have leadership on your life. I'm like, you know, come on, man. <laughs> and just that has been such a thing that God has used for good, you know, hmm. connecting with people, hmm. being able to um, see the people on the fringes um, and, and try to engage with anyone and everyone that I, I can, yeah. um, just to see them have an encounter with Christ. So I'm going to be honest for the listeners that we have and for you guys as well. Uh, this is the first podcast that I'm doing that I'm actually nervous for. Really? I'm the yeah. same exact way. Like, <laughs> I have like butterflies in my I stomach. Know, like, <laughs> why? I'm like, this is not real. <laughs> why? Because... I mean, Noah and I have had conversation about yeah. the two of you yeah. in private before. And just like, we love the way you guys go about mm-hmm. leading the 9 a.m. service. And not mm-hmm. only that, Thank but you. all the other things that you guys do at church. And um, I believe like after our first month there, we were like driving home from like Connect Group. And I was like, yo, we need to like get under them and like, you know, learn as much as we can because oh, like wow. these guys... You know, you guys have such great gifts yeah. and talents and, like, a purpose that God has for your guys' life that, you know, you guys don't even know how far it's going to go. So that's why I'm, like, mm. nervous. <laughs> I'm, like, shaking inside. Well, that's yeah. such an honor for you to say that. It's, uh, I think, it, with what we're talking about, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Right. And I know, Sheena, we've, we've had m- many conversations about how you know people look at celebrities or business professionals or people that have made it Mm -hmm. and they look at them and they're like man like that probably like did that happen overnight yeah 
Yeah, it's the whole concept of it took a really long time. The overnight was a really long time to get to <laughs> it's a, a place. It's a long night. Yeah, yeah. Longest it's the very night long, ever. longest. Yeah, I think um, another thing with stewardship is that um, it's not really like a sexy word, no, nor is it no. like <laughs> a very glamorous. Oftentimes, stewardship is not glamorous. Yeah. And a, a lot of that, I think, happens behind what closed doors. Like, what do you steward behind closed doors when no one is watching? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the type of stuff that will trickle over into your leadership at church or your leadership at work, whatever it is. And I think that's one of the things that we have found that like, we're going to steward the things behind closed doors, the money that God's given us, the house that God's given us, Mm, the marriage that he's given us. And a lot of times it's like, we're, we're fighting for things and stewarding things in ways that like no one on the outside would ever see or know. Yeah. Right. But then when we step into a place of Mm -hmm. leadership, if, if that's what it is, then we're leading out of a place of like, we already do this behind closed doors. So it doesn't have to be something that we put on. Right. If that makes sense. It's not a performance that you put on Sunday and say, Oh, we're great stewards, but yeah, exactly. But you should see us at home because we're yeah. a mess. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah so um, I think it's important to, to note that like stewardship is is valuable in the small. Sometimes stewardship is just is coming on time somewhere mm-hmm. or stewardship is loving people that are a little bit harder to love when mm-hmm. no one else is watching. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you, it's. It would be easy for someone to steward something very big. Oh, I'm going to give you this huge platform. It's like, oh, well, heck yeah, I'm down for it. Let me steward that, right? But it's like, what if no one ever gives you a stage and no one ever gives you the mic to do something and to share all the wisdom you have? Like, what then are you going to steward Mm -hmm. in your life and how are you going to do that? So I think it's important to note that, oh, actually, I have a verse. Can I share it? Yes, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, no, you can't share any more scripture. <laughs> no more. Jesus. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. Okay. But it's Luke 16, 10, and it says, The one who manages the little he has been given mm. with faithfulness and integrity will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. <laughs> But those who cheat the little they have been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. Yeah. Fire. (laughs) Straight. And that's like, you know, that's what it is. It's like, I want to be trusted with the little bit in Mm -hmm. life. And if that's just showing up and setting out and straightening chairs or putting out whatever at church, like for us, that's important, Mm. you know? Right. All of those things. Because if we can be trusted then. Goosebumps. (laughs) How, how much more is Fire. God going to give you then, right? It's that, that, that parable of the, um, the money lended. The talents. Yeah, the talents, the talents. Yeah. 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 You know, like they were given what they could handle. Right? We talked about this before. But yeah. It's like they were given what they could handle, what they could be responsible for. And it's like, what was that going to lead to? You know, like God's just going to, I just really believe that if you handle the little bit that God gives you, whether it is. You're serving on the 9 a.m. team, showing up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, and that's whatever, and yeah. tidying the sanctuary up. Like, how much more is God going to increase you because you've been faithful with what he's given you to begin with? Yeah. I, I think it's really important. Sorry, I'm going to cut off my head. No, do it. I love it. Because <laughs> you rude. No. Um, I think it's really important to note that even if. Like, yeah. even if God doesn't give you yeah. what you wanted, yeah. and even Come if on. you don't mm-hmm. get where you want to go, mm-hmm. even if, 
Will you still show right. up? Will yep. you still sacrifice? Will you still do what you quote unquote feel there called go, to do? You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, seriously, no, like yeah. it's easy to think, oh, well, if I do this, then God will give me this. Right, it's yep. like, no, no, he already forgave your sins and gave his life. So nothing else yeah. is guaranteed mm-hmm. for us. So mm-hmm. even if he doesn't do that, will you still right. sacrifice everything you have and steward yeah. the best that you can if it never gets you closer to where you think that you should right. be, mm-hmm. you know? So and that's, I think it's important. To yeah. That. And that uh, in Luke 14, um, 33, he, it's kind of a version of the, um, when Jesus is talking about giving up your, giving up what you have. And he says, so therefore any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Mm. Um, it's so along the lines of what you're saying is that a lot of times we pursue this calling, this purpose, this passion of ours, mm-hmm. thinking that, uh, that that's going to get us to where we want to be, right. not where God wants us to be. There and so when go. you throw aside all of those things, um, ministry's never comfortable. Mm-mm. And oftentimes, like if it's really comfortable, you're probably not <laughs> operating within the call that God yeah. has on yeah. your life. Yeah. You might be operating in your talents and your skills and the things that you're really, really good at. But if you're not uncomfortable mm. while you're doing ministry and, and while you're trying to reach people, you're just it's not doing it. You're not yeah. doing it right. One of our old yeah. pastors from our old church, she would say that, um, and I had known her for forever. And then she comes to the church that he's going to and that I would participate in. And she like came in guns blazing, you know. But yeah, which was not the wisest decision. But like she said something so key that no one like, stuck to Noah and I. And right away she was like, if you're if you're comfortable, you ain't doing it right. Yeah. Come on. If you're not, if you're uncomfortable, yeah. you know it's working. Right. And we're like, that is so true because like if. And if we're uncomfortable with the things that we're doing, then we know that there's a reason for it. And not only is there a reason for it, there's like a learning period. And then there's also, mm-hmm. you know, it's like what you said, you, you're getting a little bit at a time. God's not just going to give right. you it all or like 50% of it, you know, yeah. he's going to give you little by little. Right. And that is where I'm at right now with serving under you guys and you know, you guys telling me to go talk to people. And that was like, <laughs> I was like are you kidding me? Yeah, nah, dog, not today. I am not about the, not about talking to people. Like that is not who I am. I stay on stage <laughs> behind the drum set or behind the yeah. microphone. Right. Like that's where my place is at. Mm. And like, we shared it with you guys uh, when it, whenever that was mm-hmm. Thursday, Thursday night. night that like we came from a place where we were on the stage and we were the ones being looked at and we were the ones always, you know, being seen Mm. and then now Mm. we're in the auditorium before anyone is there you know trying to line up all the offering envelopes and picking up trash Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there like are you freaking kidding me yeah (laughs) yeah like why am i doing this Mm -hmm. and then noel's like yo but you know we have to because if we can't do it here how do we how does god expect us to do it somewhere else Mm -hmm. or in a a different position yeah so i was like that's so true i think when you actually start in the small mm-hmm. when God levels you up in whatever way you can actually appreciate it a lot more right. yes, because absolutely. you understand the steps that it got to get there you know and that's why it's, it's a dangerous place sometimes when people get thrown into the limelight 
because hmm. it's like the saying goes, it's like if you, it, your character won't, your character will, I don't know what the quote is, I but your about. character will yeah. be revealed if you haven't done the preparation. Exactly. So good. Exactly. You know, in the, in the dark, Kristen Kane does the whole dark room. Yeah. Um, dark room God. Yeah. 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 And it's like, what's happening in the dark room? What are you developing in the dark room? Which oftentimes can be like just cleaning up the auditorium at church or yeah. just making sure you do your job well at work. Right. And following through with your commitments when no one else is watching, mm-hmm. you know, in order for that to be the preparation to, for where God wants you. Yeah. No, we, we actually do serve a dark room God, you know. And what, if you think about old cameras and stuff, like God, like those blah, blah, blah words. <laughs> That's where you take the film to, do, to be developed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You develop the negative in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the limelight. You don't develop the negative stuff. That's where God is really doing that work. He's developing those not like putting negatives in you, but he's working that out of you in the dark so that when you do get in that position of being on stage or whatever, right, that doesn't come out, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 an integrity, an integrity thing. It's like yeah. God's developing your character there so that way it's not, not necessarily like not public, but so that when you're leading, you're leading from a place of actual integrity. You're yeah. leading from a place of your own, like knowing that I've come through so much and I know what God has done in my life like I know what I've walked through. And then you have that as a testimony to say, like for, for me, for example, right? It was pornography and lust. Like I was addicted to that stuff for a long time. Mm. And like God has been working that out through me. Come on. And it's been like, that's part of my testimony right. now to say like, I'm not where I used to be. Maybe not still fully there where right. I want to be, right. but how far I've come versus mm-hmm. how far, yeah. you know, I have to go is, is a lot different now. And can I just tell you, I actually have done, I used to, I did a photography class and I did have to take out the roll of film from my camera <laughs> and did the whole thing, the oh, dark wow. room. And I have to put it in a certain container in the yeah. dark. Literally, you cannot see what you're doing and you have to take that out. And if you do one thing wrong and you come out of the dark <laughs> room, it ruins the whole thing. It ruins the whole yep. film and all of everything that you captured is ruined. And so it does, wow. that, that place is so valuable. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's just not glamorous. And nobody mm. really likes that because right now it's like everyone wants to show you what's, you know, what they got going on on Instagram or on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's awesome. And that's cool to do that. But at the same time, like, let's make sure there's depth there where it's not just, you yeah. know. You can't skip steps. Right. Exactly. If you, you know, and about this. I'm not a huge baker. We love cooking, love great food. Yeah. Uh, we rarely bake, but that's one of the reasons why I'm not a good baker. It's <laughs> because you really have to follow really intricate step by step, step by yeah. step, exact measurements, this many grams of that, this many grams of that. If mm-hmm. you, if you don't stir it properly, you're going to come out with a cake that tastes like trash yeah. mm-hmm. and that's not fluffy and yummy like the one that you got at the restaurant right and when you when you fail to steward what god has put in front of you in the moment you're skipping a step yeah you're, you're saying oh i don't need that baking soda or that yeah i don't need to stir it for 15 minutes i'm just going to do it for seven and mm-hmm. now you got a pancake instead of a cake come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that i uh, was thinking about when you were talking sheena was uh, about Dave Ramsey and his, mm. he's such a huge proponent of financial peace. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. Go. Super awesome. And <laughs> it's not, it's not sponsored. But he, uh, he always talks about that. Uh, whenever you get more money, 
you're you're going to become more of who you already are. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to you're not going to all of a sudden become more generous it now advances. that you're a millionaire. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to become more responsible with your money mm-hmm. when you're a millionaire. And it's the same with with your call on on your life is if you are given a huge spotlight or a limelight or a, an, a sphere of influence, it's just going to intensify um, who you already are. Right. And, and if you haven't done all of that preparation work that we're talking about, it's it's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. 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 Those good steps. Yeah, he says if you're above 16 and you're climbing a ladder, and it starts shaking, you come down because <laughs> like you don't want to skip steps. You want to do it right. Yeah. And you know, the older you get, you realize how important it is to not just bypass things in order to get where you're going. You know, to get money, to get rich, quick schemes and things mm-hmm. like that. Like it sounds not glamorous, but it's not, I think I've said glamorous like 75 times now. <laughs> it's because you are, you're, just, you you're are welcome. <laughs> No, a lot of what I hear you guys saying too is that like stewardship is not about us. Like Casey, you kind of touched on this earlier, but like it's never like when we're serving, it's never about us. It's never about us like getting promoted to the next place. It's about right. it's about serving others. And like going back to this scripture, right, um, that Peter's talking about here. Each of you should use whatever gift you have, implying first of all that we all have a gift. Come on, right? Each yeah, of you, each, so each, each, all of us have a gift to give. But he says that. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, mm. right? To serve others. That's the whole point right. of God giving yeah. us gifts mm-hmm. as being steward of that. And it says, furthermore, as faithful stewards of God's grace, meaning it's like we get God's grace, but then it's also up to us to be stewards of that to give it to others, mm-hmm. right? This is like where like forgiveness is tough. And like if you have family drama or if you have <laughs> work drama, whatever yeah. it is, you know, like extending that grace to them and being a steward of God's grace because your family may not be saved, your family not, may not be in the same place you are. But if you can be that person that says, well, I have this gift of this calling in my life and I, I know what God's grace has done for me, I can extend that to you because that's already a gift. Like if at the end of the day, if someone is listening to this and like, well, I just don't know what my gift is. Your gift is that you've been given God's grace. Like your gift is that like you're now a child of his if, you, mm-hmm. if you've accepted him and that you can make a difference in someone someone's life just because of you extending that grace and giving that to them and serving them with that. Yeah, that's really good. And then in Romans 12, it even says in chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Paul says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on what your gift is. It depends in saying, and Paul goes on, he's like, if it's prophesying, then prophesy. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. Like, whatever it is, do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a key, especially for you know people who are serving in church to say, I'm not feeling this today. I'm not feeling thankful. I'm not feeling generous. Well, then be generous. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to feel it to do it. Oh, on the real, Casey and I have several times. Okay, maybe not several, but there's been times where um, where we have come to church and we've been in a terrible place. Sure. I mean, either yeah. we've gotten in an argument, I was just or we just ask. have like a bad attitude, whatever it is. And it's so funny because the longer we serve in the morning, like through our service and the more we interact with people, it actually, it's like God softens our hearts mm, and actually yeah. changes us in a, in a way that like, we don't always have to feel it, right? right? We don't mm-hmm. always have to feel like we want to do this or feel like we want to get up really, right. you know, to go to work or to go to church, whatever. We don't always have to feel it. But 
I think it is important to know on what you were saying too, is that I don't think it's always a, it's always a good idea to go with just where you're quote unquote gifted or called. Right. And um, <laughs> you really felt that one. I do. I really do. Yeah. Because it's true because like, I may not feel called to straighten chairs or clean up trash. Okay, well then if no one feels called to that, who's gonna do it? <laughs> yeah. You know, sorry, I didn't yeah. wake up and think my calling was to sweep leaves outside of the youth group yeah. that I was doing be in order to make a welcoming environment. I didn't feel called to right. sweep right. leaves. I feel called to hold this sign. And, and be like, can you, can you imagine yeah. if the worship team every time was like, if you feel called to stand and, and worship and sing, then feel, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. right. What, well, <laughs> and, and the other part is that don't use God as an excuse mm. to undermine what someone's asked you to do. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Like if, if good. you've been called by your manager, uh, your parents, your um, your husband, your wife, someone who is in a leadership or authority role in your life, if they have asked you to do something, you've been called to do that. Mm-hmm. Do it with yeah. excellence. You know, don't do anything against what God has put on your life. But if someone asks you to do something simple, that has become your call and yeah. do it through the, these gifts. Yeah. Do it with encouragement. Do it with mercy. Do it with joy. Do it with that spirit of, of who you are mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the fullest. And I'll be honest too. So Thursday night we talked, I came up to Casey and she, and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm feeling ready. I want to lead a connect group. Like I was ready, you know? And then Casey kind of not necessarily did it this way, <laughs> but he, no, like seriously, like you kind of put me in my place of saying like, you know, like Stuart, what's in front of you? Like I have an opportunity to help you guys build this 9am team to do it, mm-hmm. like to serve where I'm at. Right. right. And at, yeah. the, at the proper time, like that will happen, the, the connect yeah. group, whatever. But it's like, it really just like opened my eyes up a lot when you were, when you were talking about this of, of, of stewarding what you have already, mm-hmm. you know, like God gave Moses a staff. That's all he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, be a steward of this, but do it with like my power and use like, let me work in that. And then I can transform it to be something completely new. I can make it something that will change other people's lives that yeah. will you know, impact them. And I think it's the same thing of, of me just kind of stepping back and saying, okay, like I needed to hear that. <laughs> like it was really, it was a humbling thing. It was like, okay, like I get it. Like this is not the time yet. Like the intention's there, obviously it's in my heart, but it's like, yeah, I'm not called to do that yet. It's like, I need to build what I have been given, right? You've given me some leadership capabilities now and whatever. So it's like, how can I, how can I steward that? How can I make a difference there to begin with? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's what's really was really just like a good moment for me to well, let's to let's clarify back. that was the conviction of the Holy Spirit because a hundred percent, you know, us building church is is so it's so multifaceted absolutely that you know we don't want to raise up our Sunday morning service over connecting with people right. intentionally, right. and so I think in that moment, if if the Holy Spirit really convicted you of that, like that's an ode to how teachable you remain in your mm-hmm. heart. And I think one of the biggest issues that I have had personally in the past with authority and with leadership and, and even stepping into leadership is not allowing um, those teachable moments to be maximized mm-hmm. by the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Because when you hear something like that, you can 
go one of two ways. You react to it by saying, wow, there is something more in front mm-hmm. of me. Like that's, that's a profound moment in, in an encounter with God to say, um, am I owning what's in front of right. me? Mm-hmm. Or you can have the other thought, which is, oh, come on. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know my mm-hmm. capacity. You don't know my call. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I have. You don't know what the anointing God has put on my life. You don't know the wow, gifts that, that I have. Wow, that sounds like so personal. Have you ever felt or thought that before? Bro. Sorry about that. Wow. Honestly, <laughs> it was wow. Jesus, so it's cool. <laughs> I think that's probably our pizza. But keep going, keep going. We're not done yet. <laughs> You know, I'm going to sneak out real quick. That's good. You guys keep going. Do your thing. (laughs) It is personal. I think that's where I've done the most growth is because I have, I have failed in that so many times. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about stewardship in this giftings, but stewardship also happens by understanding and stewarding Mm -hmm. those tough moments. You mentioned when we show up to church and we're not in a good place. Stewarding that yeah. moment doesn't mean we put slap smiles on our faces and pretend like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. In order to work through that, we have to be real with people and yeah. and and be honest. Like, hey, the joy of the Lord is ours, but we don't necessarily feel it so strongly right now. Mm-hmm. And that realness can breed that heart that you talked about, where we do start to open our hearts up. And we don't feel like we're hiding anything and, and nothing festers in the dark mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Not like what, what you were going with saying that like if even though you know where you're called and you're not necessarily there and you're like in a different area. Always, like, I like the way you said that because it's to me it's kind of like God doesn't all just want one trick ponies. Mm. You know? That's good. He like he needs us to be able to do things when we can't. And my example of that. Uh, really when my heart started to change about the whole entire, you know, serving with the 9am team. Cause I mean, I wasn't struggling with it, but like, it was just tough yeah. because I came from a position where too. I was always seen. Yeah. So you were struggling with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I was, I was struggling with that. And uh, I mean, I wasn't struggling with like your guys' authority or anything like and that. Even if what you I were, meant. that's cool. <laughs> no, no, I got you. But I, like, I feel you. but like that whole serving part was just like, this is so weird to me, you know? And I remember one time we were having a worship night and I always forget her name. She sings, her name starts with an R, Rena. Yeah, Rena. Rena? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like serving and she wasn't singing and she was like on the welcome team. Mm. And I was like, wait, but she's on the stage. And she's staff. And now she's like serving Mm -hmm. and like welcoming people in. And I'm thinking that's so weird. But that's so true. Like, yeah. right. that is the kind of heart that I want to have, too. Mm-hmm. And went from that moment on, I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, come into this. Wow. I'm going to do this 100%. I'm going to, like, make it a point to talk to people. I'm going to make it a point to, like, get out of my comfort zone and actually, like, talk to people I don't know or haven't met already. Because no, totally. I'm that person where it's like, if I haven't met you, it's going to be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like, really really awkward. yeah no for sure because <laughs> like he has those awkward moments too but like it's so cool and so effortless yeah he does i don't Do you know so, what i'm talking no, about no i for sure yeah, yeah i'm like no, here they're I could, not cool I could they, are, are, never they cool. are they really are <laughs> <laughs> no like, yeah. i think that's i think it's so cool that that you got to that place um because i would say for us 
you know, we're leading a team now, right? Mm -hmm. So we can steward that. But the only reason why we got to that place is because a, we decided to just not leave the church when there's times that we could have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then B, we've decided to remain under leadership above us. That's and, key. And honor. And honor yes. them. Okay. Because yeah. we haven't, it's not like we've had the easiest journey at the church. You've been anywhere for 16 years. You're going to deal with some stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not like it's all like, you know, daisies and roses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's that expression? So I don't true. know. But. Yeah. And I think even to, to speak to what you said, Easy, is that you're, you're looking at it through a lens. And we've known each other for, what, six months? Yeah. Maybe. About. And it's been a good six months. I can relate to that, that experience. You know, we were asked to basically run a youth ministry mm -hmm. for... I don't know, a year and a half. <laughs> and then when you are when you are moved into a new place and a new space of of no leadership for whatever reason and how do you respond in that? Mm -hmm. And and there was there was many times along our journey where we basically said you know, I don't like this. I yeah. I you know, I think the word you used was it wasn't uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. It's just you felt like you should be doing more than you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think someone out there might be in a stage of life where they're, um, they had influence and it's been taken away or they lost it mm -hmm. um, due to a decision, a circumstance. Um, someone else was promoted above you or brought in to lead you and you felt more called or equipped to lead than this person. And and we're all going to deal with that. And again, just like with we're with what we we're talking with Noah, is that your ability to respond, yeah, whether appropriately in a positive manner or negatively, and allow it to create division. I mean, division is sin, right? Mm -hmm. like when we're divided from one another, when we're divided from God, anything that does that, you know, is in the end sinful. So. And can I just say something on that? Is that there's been times we've been asked to do things that are you know, not in line with our call or, you know, <laughs> yeah. not, you know, like, yeah. oh, can you work backstage at an event? Really, you're, what they were asking is, what? can you put out food and take mm -hmm. out the trash mm -hmm. and run around if anyone needs anything? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, sure. Do I feel called to, to take out trash and set out food? No, maybe not. I mean, if you do, that's incredible. But, <laughs> you know, for us, it was not like that. And I think because we've been through so many ups and downs in, in ministry, mm -hmm. we have found that the best place, yeah, is to steward, but it's also like a part of that is honor. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you can't honor the people above you and around you, there's yeah. been plenty of times that Casey and I could have very well trash talked people, leaders, and right? Because even maybe if it was rightfully so, even if we had the right to do that, or even if it was really messed up something that happened, the point of that is Casey and I have decided early on, we're not only going to steward things, but we're going to honor people around us and above us. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody else is a new volunteer and they say, should I serve here? <laughs> I'm not coming out of a place of like, oh, you don't want to know the mess of this and that. Right. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Because Casey and I's lives have been changed by stewarding, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so I think it's important no to note too that like, 
you know, it's honoring while you're doing it mm-hmm. is huge too. Cause you don't want to steward it and then get a big head when you start, you yeah. know, God starts providing yeah. you things. It's like, no, you always have to remain in that place that you're teachable, that you're always willing to honor somebody above you or around you or below you, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge too, just to not, not make it about just stewarding, yeah, but to also Make a decision yeah. in your heart, in your own life. Hey, no matter what happens, yeah. I will always mm-hmm. honor. Yeah. Right. Can you really steward without honoring, though? Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't, I mean... To truly potentially, steward something. Yeah. A little bit, but it's not going to have that same um, outcome, that same mm-hmm. um, product. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking. Tell us. What you thinking? When I looked at you earlier. Oh. So when we were doing our Friday night service, mm-hmm. you know, we were, I easily was helping lead worship and I was preaching and stuff, but you know, the thought crossed my mind, I don't know, I don't even remember what, what was being said, but we really, we kind of voluntold that we were doing it, mm. you know, mm-hmm. it was never, it was never about like, Hey, do you need this? Can we help with this? It was more like, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. And Camille was more of just like, okay, yeah, that's fine, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. But I think, I don't know, man. I'm just so you saying that. Loud. So you saying that you kind of you asserted it that you were like, hey, yeah. we want to do. Well, this. we had been doing. We had just come out of a college group, right, on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights and leading with, in the band and stuff with that. And then after we transitioned out of that, it was like, well, we don't want to just stop. We want to keep going. And Camille was very lenient and stuff and kind of forward thinking in Methodist Church, but. I don't know. It was, it was, it was very, the more I think about it, I'm not saying it was bad or whatever, but it was kind of like our own kind of selfish. Like we want to do this mm. because we want to keep, well, we started it too. So it was like our baby Yeah. and we mm. wanted yeah. to make sure it grew and it, it ne- didn't, it, it never, never did. did. And like I was, I mean, we've had this talk already, mm-hmm. but like, we are so glad it never grew. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and for us to actually say that, you know, <laughs> it, weird. it's weird. But no, you're total sense. You're so glad it never grew and that it only stayed between like five people max. Yeah. Because we were just like, that was so helpful for us to kind of know what our. It was almost the best way I could say it's like training. It was -hmm. like training, but like in private. Right. Because no one was really watching us. Sometimes we would only have one person out there. (laughs) You didn't have a lot to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like. We have now viewed it just as like, okay, this is, this is training mm-hmm. and what we're actually doing and like better ourselves on the guitar, or, um, better ourselves in like preparation for preaching or right. for, for, for leading worship. And, like and we would do that and we would take it so seriously and yeah. there was no one in the room. Yeah. But like, we were like, okay, that's perfectly fine because no one knows besides the people that were there, like our close friends, mm-hmm. no one knows what we sound like, how we did it or anything like that. So we're like, that's perfectly fine and we'll leave it like that. Because (laughs) when the moment comes that we're in that position again, or if, even if it doesn't come, like we'll know what what that sounded like, what it was for. And then we come to Hillsong and then we love it there. And we're like, we'll just make the change. So we did. And then the first day that he went, literally he went to the, it was the 8 a.m. service back then. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever that was. 8.30. Yeah, 8.30. Yeah. And then um, 
I was going to go, but I was going to go to the Mesa oh, campus. 9.30. 9.30. Or, yeah, 9.30. Not that it matters, but we're just trying yeah, to clarify. Yeah. 9.30. No, maybe it was 9... No, I'm just kidding. 9.15. <laughs> and then, so I was going to go to the Mesa this. campus, and I hit him up, and then I saw his story on Instagram, he was already there. And I was like, oh, you're at the... Like, you're at Hillsong? At the downtown one? He was yeah. like, yeah, come to this one. It's so fun. And that's when we met the two of you yeah. that day. Or rather, he had met you guys, but mm-hmm. then I had met you guys. And then from that moment on, I was like, yeah, we need to be here. Because, like... This is our next step. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more you steward in the small, it actually creates more weight. It creates more weight in situations when you are, again, quote unquote, promoted to if if preaching is the final destination for you or that's what you feel like called to or playing on stage. It actually creates in those moments some weight that doesn't exist unless you really mm-hmm. are in the grind absolutely. and you really and you're there with people yeah. like mm-hmm. when I did the prayer transition thing at, at church which I've done a few times and it's yeah it's cool it's whatever you know I mean it's not whatever that's not bad <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it's, it's cool but yeah. I think for me like something that my friend said because I was like I really don't want to do this I try to bail every time they ask me Casey will know like Saturday Starbucks <laughs> in the morning I'm like crying I'm like I ain't gonna do it I ain't gonna do it <laughs> and I'm like I'm gonna respond I'm not doing it and he's like Okay, whatever you whatever you think. But my friend said, you're the people's pastor. Mm. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> that's so funny because like, I that's when good. I share something, it's like, if I share something on stage mm-hmm. and Easy's in the room, it's like, we've like already have a relationship. Like we know each other. We mm-hmm. greet each yeah. other. It's like, mm-hmm. she's like, you're like the people's pastor, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, for me, it's like, man, that's so true. I don't want to be so out of touch and just doing yeah. my thing on stage that, that you can't like steward other things mm-hmm. and be entrusted with other things, you know? Yeah. And then another thing I want to add real quickly to what I was, to what we were saying, saying, you know, is that, um, Sometimes when you think you're stewarding, when you're when you think you're trying to steward something else, like something different, you're actually stewarding something that's mm. you don't know. Mm, yeah. And one of those things was our friendship with our friends. Um, yeah. That like we have never had a connection with like five, six different people like that, and now we're like kind of like a, just a big family. That if we ever need anything, we can be super, mm. super real with each wow. other, you know. And we were never like that yeah. when we were at the college thing, because mm-hmm. we all basically came from there, and everyone just graduated and just kind of flew away. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, you know, it was cool that we think we were thinking that we were trying to steward a new church or a new thing and bring it to the United Methodist Church to them and all that stuff. And then now thinking about it now, it's like, oh, well, we were not. That was not the the intent. It was to build that relationship mm-hmm. you know, wow. with those people yeah. that we had. So that was just something that it just came to me right now. I, I love, love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Do you guys have any last closing remarks for someone who's been involved in church or who was or really wanting to wanting to like one key advice piece of advice that you would say? Do this. Yes. Relationship trumps everything. Mm, you can that. have the best lights, the best show, the mm-hmm. best serving yeah. team, the highest call, the highest call, mm, the best that. message. But if you do not connect with people mm. and and actually be there with people with where they're at, like none of it matters. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all about connecting people to each other and to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And relationship will trump that any day. You can have a terrible message, 
But if you make a connection with somebody, they will come back next week to hear your second terrible message. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Casey, like, I, I can't it. talk I, that. I, yeah. I really can't. <laughs> well, so good. yeah. No. She's going to do a world. I was going to say, time. like. <laughs> Give us all goosebumps and spitting fire. What do you think we're funny? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Oh, God, jokes. Well, thank you guys so much, seriously, for having us. And um, you guys are exceptional leaders, and you guys have shown that not by being thrown up on a platform, but literally by, by showing up early, by helping out, by extending a hand to other people, and to be that friend for people that Casey and I can trust. If we're not there, Easy and Noah are there to connect with them and to welcome them and to sit with them or invite yeah, them to a yeah. party or whatever it is. And so you guys are, you guys are doing better than you think you're doing. Absolutely. And you guys are awesome. Well, thank Seriously. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us. Thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Finally Heck got you yeah. guys on here. So. <laughs> for celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Delete that line. Yeah. So, but before we end, you know, we always, always, always want to offer a prayer of salvation for anybody who says that, Hey, you know, like, I was stewarding for a while at a church and I fell away and I want to get back involved. I want to come back into that relationship that Sheen was talking about. That's so crucial um, that Jesus offers to us all, that he offers that relationship, that salvation for us. So um, the Bible does say that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Right Today and here you'll be saved. So I'm going to say this prayer. I'm going to lead it. And then if all three of you want to say it, ask yeah. me, we can do that. Love it. So we're going to say, dear God, dear dear God, God, I believe that Jesus Christ, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, is your son and Lord of all. And Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me and rose from the dead. And rose from the dead. Thank you for giving me. Thank you for giving me a new beginning. A new beginning. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Today I begin. Today I begin. My new life. My new life. With Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. My life is yours. My life is yours. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you. Welcome to the family. Best decision of your life. Um, I'm not going to forget to say it this time. time. (laughs) If you made that decision, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us. Send uh, send us an email at connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us in the DMs on Instagram at connectionpodcast. Yes, sir. And again, thank you guys so, 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 so very much for being here. You guys offered a lot of wisdom to us, so we thank you thank guys for your leadership. Yeah. All right, guys. Your, following your lead. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We love you all. Have a fantastic week. Peace out. Because you want to maintain. Direct the, uh, yeah. direct the talk. You want to maintain your mouth here. Okay. And then you can, I mean, if you move a little bit, it's not that bad. Yeah. But. Should I? No. Tim can. No, even if I move my hat and it's like. I'm kidding.